Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the State of Play podcast, episode 85. I'm your host, Martino Puggio. Matt Santangelo is out this week because he went on holiday, as you guys like to call it, across the pond, Pat. Um, he went to Ocean <laughs> City, Maryland. I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Ocean City, Maryland at all, have you? Is that like a like a mini Vegas? No, no, no. no? That's Atlantic City. That's Atlantic, Atlantic City. City. All right, okay. Which is, which is in New Jersey, not too far from where Matt is. Ocean City, Maryland is kind of a resort. In e- it's it's not a resort. It's kind of a vacation spot for a lot of people who are in the northeast area, but a okay. little bit more south near Washington D.C. near the capital. Okay. But a lot of people will drive on down. They'll go there for like a weekend, Memorial Day weekend, which is usually uh, late May. So a lot of people do that now. But I'm sure Matt went to go beat out a lot of people for great prices. He went golfing and all that stuff. So he Man, had, I saw he Matt said, on Instagram. He was looking stacked as well. Was he? I deleted it's like Instagram. Matt has. It's yes, like Matt has eaten Matt. Matt has eaten. Oh, so you're calling him fat then? Or no, no. But it's it's he's like jacked. he's eating. He's eating a muscular Matt. So, uh, what, what, who's the fucking player that uh, KSI always used to Akinfenwa? Right? Yeah, that, yeah. He's looking him? like he he's looking like he ate Akinfenwa. That's that's insane. Well, he works out a lot, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, play to him, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting in the Fair game. Point. That's Santangelo. So, big weekend in general, or big week of football in general mm. now. A lot of things really heating up um, in terms of transfer markets, Champions League football, title races, top four races for Champions League. Uh, there's been tons of injuries um, all over the place. So, I guess we could just really start with the Champions League. We'll do a little bit of the preview because Matt and myself were on last episode and we were discussing everything. So... Obviously, there were massive injuries to the two biggest clubs left in the competition, right? In my opinion, were Bayern and Real Madrid. They mm-hmm. lose their best players. Real Madrid, more dramatically, losing their starting center back pairing, which you could argue is the best center back pairing, or traditionally, like they have the best track record out of every center back pairing that's left in this competition. They miss out on it. They go up against Liverpool. Pet. I like I just didn't anticipate this. I think Matt Matt said he was confident in uh Real Madrid winning this tie despite those two missing out. I initially wrote in my futures article for the Athletics stating that despite Sergio Ramos missing that Real Madrid were going to be able to advance to the next round because of all those players that they had from those uh the three-peat winning title side in the Champions League. And then I reverted back. I went against my gut reaction, which idiotically. Um, <laughs> and then that, there was that. Um, I wasn't too shocked by the Dortmund one. We kind of, I think no, we touched yeah. upon they, it. They played, they played a lot better than anticipated, what we yeah. anticipated. And I have How to say, Jude, Jude Bellingham was pff, unbelievable, man. Like Robbery to, on that call though, right? Yeah, robbery. It was horrible, horrible call. But um, I mean, to do what he did at his age was... Pff, I don't, I mean, you know, we talked Jack Wilshere against Barcelona. That was like up there, you know, like he was that good in terms of For young teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Teenagers yeah. playing in central midfield against like really, really good teams. Like Man City are the best team in the world. Right. And, you know, to come up against them and, and play as good as he did, not just kind of breaking up play and, and passing, but like getting into attacking areas and, and really trying to help uh, Haaland up there. I thought he was amazing. So fair well, play to him. It, and it means they're not out of the competition yet, right? 
No, I mean, you get, I mean, they really should have been in much better shape if it was the 2-2 draw, right? Especially with the away goals standing. For me, when you mentioned Bellingham or just any any, um, teenager, right? Your expectations are pretty low in general, Mm -hmm. especially when you're in a competition this deep in a quarterfinal against the best team in the world, as you, as you mentioned on form, just to have him be really strong in one facet of his game, right. Controlling the midfield, at least forget about like dictating play and um, helping Holland out. That's just a bonus. That's just a complete dominant performance then, especially Mm -hmm. for that age. I think it's fair to say dominant performance when you're a teenager, I think you could give the, give him that. Um, But just to have an overall performance like that, when, a lot of Dortmund had inconsistencies. And then Phil Foden again. I mean, how about him just stepping up? I know I know he would have yeah. liked to have some of those chances back uh, that he missed out on some. But, I mean, just again, even just scoring and capitalizing in situations like that. I just think now every single player that City has had to depend on this season that has stepped up is continuing to do so. Because Kevin De Bruyne, again uh, – but that's just a complete performance and he's just reaching that, like he's at his peak, right? This is the pinnacle of who he is these next two to three years or so at the very least, in my opinion, where he's the best midfielder in the world. He has a real chance now to push with this Lewandowski injury. If Bayern get eliminated, he has a chance at the Ballon d'Or, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it'd be. If, If he has a great performance come summertime, City end up winning, you know, do they I mean, the, uh, the treble? I, I think me if what, I forgot their FA Cup uh, standing. I, I think it will. I think he'll. Uh, he won't Top be three. up there. I think. I don't think he'll be there because he wasn't one of like City. They've had three players. Yeah. I think better than him, right? Or maybe four. So really, I think you Diaz, De Bruyne, Gundogan, and Cancelo. I think have probably been better than him. Um, hey, then come De Bruyne. You don't want De Bruyne. Are you talking about Phil Foden, right? No, no I'm talking Bruyne. about De Bruyne. Or De Bruyne. Oh, no, not Phil Foden. I thought you no, meant no, Phil no, Foden's no, going to win the Ballon d'Or. No, I was like, Martino's no. lost his fucking mind. No, um, De Bruyne, I just said yeah. Kevin uh, De Bruyne, best midfielder. De Bruyne's got a chance. De Bruyne's got a chance, right? Like you know, <laughs> that's what I said. Yes. If he, if they win the, if they win the Champions League, and are I they mean, still in FA Cup? Forgive me if I don't yes, remember off the top of my head. They are. Okay, I so they so they still have. And and Belgium have a really good chance of making a decent. How good of a run, say they win the Champions League, right? League titles are already locked up. If they end up winning FA Cup, um, which they still have a great chance at. And, and the I League Cup, the so they could do Cup. a quadruple, yeah. 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 Say you get to, what's what's the furthest that they need to get for him to really solidify that Ballon d'Or? I think at least a quarterfinal that they yeah, have to make, right? at least a quarterfinals. Because I at think least. the Hazard situation ruins a lot of it. <laughs> No, seriously, yeah, right? Because I they're mean, not getting they're not getting him there. And even if he is potentially playing, like I just don't I expect nothing out of Eden Hazard in the, in this uh, Euro Championship. But I mean, with Lukaku, I you would assume makes up for it if he keeps that form up. I don't know. For me, I think this is um, him really solidifying and separating himself as a best. He's got a chance. He's going to be up there. He's going to be up there. But he was unbelievable in that game, man. Like. You know, Phil Foden and him were were really good. Um, Foden is just a big game player now at this point, right? It's just it's hard to like say not to, because even if say he goes missing for three to four matches against you know, I guess mid table sides or like you know, like the Spurs kind of as a young player, sometimes it happens, right? 
And that's totally fair. But if he keeps scoring in matches like this, it doesn't fight. Mm. You forget all of those performances, right? Because mm. it's easy to. I, oh, I mean, I think they're finally getting these performances. But again, Pet, Dortmund has, they're not completely out of this tie. No, no, no. And they go no. back to Germany at this point. Yeah. For, uh, what do you think? I, I still think, chances? I still think City. they'll get, uh, I still think they'll get past Dortmund. That's Man City. I think there's going to be a couple of twists in that, right? I think I wouldn't be shocked to see like a 2-2. Do you know what I mean? How um, does Dortmund come out playing this though? Because uh, it's tough. It's just it? one away goal. It's just one away goal. And we know how poor they are defensively. They're going to concede. There Absolutely. is no way. Okay. Uh, now they're going to keep a clean sheet when I say that, but there's no way they're not going to concede to see. Um, and that means mm-hmm. they have to go out and get two or three really they just don't have the defensive ability to keep a team like City out and like when you've got Mares, De Bruyne, Phil Foden, Gunnuan like it's Cancelo like it's gonna be so hard to keep those guys out the the rotations the attacking movement like you've got guys like Mats Hummels and Thomas Munir and Matteo Morey that they at times look like headless chickens right um, and that's because they've got yeah. no, they've got no cover, they've got no protection. Uh, they, you know, don't have the best goalkeeper. They haven't had a decent goalkeeper for a while now. Um, mm. It's a going to be a really tricky one for them. But I'm still expecting City to go through. I, I'd be stunned. I think, I think it would be a different conversation if that Bellingham goal counted. But just to look at how many they've conceded in every single Champions League match since December 2nd, <laughs> Borussia Dortmund have. And you're talking about playing Lazio, uh, Zenit, uh, Sevilla twice. They've conceded at least two goals to Sevilla. That's three straight matches in the Champions League that they've conceded at least two goals. Mm-hmm. And you could argue that was their best defensive performance. And City had a lot of opportunities. I know expected goals is, is a nice barometer to measure some of the stuff. But there were a lot more chances that City could have finished off where you could say they could have had four in that tie, I thought, or that last match. For me, I don't see how they do it. And again, I think we were probably discussing it. If Dortmund were to ever to advance, they have to just outscore City. But that's just, that's something City do really well um, on top of, you know, just having a complete team. I, no, I just, there's no way. There's no way that they do it. I just, I just be stunned. And I think they have to do it on the back of Erling Holland, which um, mm. then, then he's, then he's put into another stratosphere of the type of player that, that he is, because if he pulls off something like that against city, it's just, without Jaden Sancho as well. It's I, be... I would, I would be stunned. Yeah. So um, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, should, we, should we talk, uh, go back to Madrid's Liverpool quickly? Like you, you mentioned yes. the, the injuries, but they also had, Danny Carvajal out, right? Like, mm. it's not just the centre-backs, it's your best right-back. And, you know, Incredibly to be playing... Yeah, and Lucas Vasquez has been playing there for a while at right-back, and he's now ruptured his cruciate ligament, which means he's out until the end of the season. Um, that is... Uh, you know, that's a, that's a that means that, basically, your two, two first-choice centre-backs are out, and you're first choice and second choice right back are out like you know 
a three-one should be two. By the way, for Vasquez, he apparently goes to Bayern Munich, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Who's linked to Milan too? It's probably going to be still too big a gap for Liverpool to close, though, isn't it? I I, I don't see how they do it. I did, you know. And again, they I thought they played well yesterday. Um, or was it was it yesterday or Saturday? Forgive me um, if I forgot. Saturday. When yeah. it was Saturday, sorry. So VAR VAR just did them no favors again. Um, man, I don't. No, I just there. <laughs> I I thought they had to come out better than that. Three one, and considering their home form, like how could you how could you trust them? I I can. I think this is just. I think they're just done for, man. And and it's kind of unfortunate because they were looking. They had great performances against uh, Leipzig. Mm. Those were great. They looked really fantastic. Good. They're not completely out of this, but again, I did. This isn't this isn't Barca of when they when they came back and won that. That was, those were fantastic Liverpool teams that were motivated. This is just not the same vibe around them. There's just too much um, talk around them. You know what I mean? There's just mm-hmm. a, there's just a lot of drama, a lot of question marks on Klopp's future. Um, Sadio Mane is still looking like a shell of himself. Yeah. Firmino just still at the same time, and that defense, I can't, I can't trust them. Yeah, yeah. like come on. And Alexander Arnold again, he had a poor performance in that, but what he could do offensively is still great, and and I can understand considering who he has backing him up in the center back pairings doesn't help him at all. I no, Pet, this one's done. I just, yeah, I, I think it is. Just what what kind of match can we even expect coming out of them there, right? I, I think it's going to be like a a one one kind of ground out Madrid. I mean that midfield. I mean I watched the El Clasico, which we'll talk about in a bit. Like mm-hmm. the Casemiro Modric Cruz, it's just like when is it going to end, man? They're <laughs> just so good. <laughs> like Casemiro is only twenty nine as well, and like you talk about the the best defensive midfielders in the world, him and Fabinho probably, like the on and off the ball ability is just insane. Like to, to keep Messi quiet, but also, but also when you have the ball, when you're being pressed by Messi, Dembele, uh, Pedri and the midfield of Barcelona to be able to play out from there. It's just, he's just ridiculous, man. So I think they'll have too much. Uh, and yeah. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't remember a, a midfielder aging as great as Luka Modric has. Oh man. Like, I think there was that stretch after he was playing so much when they made it to the World Cup final that kind of carried over for a while on how tired he was. Right now, it's just I. Oh my God, dude, he's he's unbelievable. He's actually unbelievable, and that it's it's absolutely on par with Pep's Barca's midfield, in my opinion. Mm. I I think they're I think they're in that conversation. I don't think. I don't think it's unfair to say now that you can not have them in that conversation. Like they have to be in every conversation for greatest midfield ever in club football. I I just, at this point, what they're doing, and especially if they, they make, say they make the semifinal, right? There's a really good chance they make the semifinal. And I think there's even that path that they do make the final too, right? I don't, whoever they're playing at at Chelsea and Porto, I think they have a great chance for that. Um, They end up winning the league. I mean, what can you say? I mean, if and they that's win for the everybody Champions League, too. if they win the Champions League, then it's like, uh, 
greatest midfield ever. Yeah, it's going to be tough to argue against it, isn't it? Um, it in be... terms of maybe the best, like I think Javi. Oh man, it's so hard, isn't it? Like I think I think Cruz is solidifying himself as like a top five midfielder ever. Like a hundred percent. You know th- that performance against Liverpool was just absurd. He like needs, the guys, he needs he just needs like a couple more years, but he has everything. You know what I mean? I think it's a long the World Cup. He's got point. the Champions League. Euros. He's got no, they, didn't. Know, they made the final. They didn't win the Euros. Um, yeah, yeah. They yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, they were good enough to win it. Is what I mean. Yeah. Um, Winning it at Bayern and then going there. I mean, that's that's one of the greatest transfers ever as well. It was a low fee because of where his contract was. Uh, 26 million pounds. Fuck me, man. Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> Let's talk they about PSG. Let's talk about his former team, PSG Bayern. Because that was the game, wasn't it? I mean, well, well yeah. I mean... It was I, an absurd game. It was a, one of the best games of football snow. I've watched, I think, this season. Uh, it was so good. Like the intensity. I thought that was the best Champions League match. Yeah, but like, do you know when you watch a game and you're like, the quality of this game is really high? And look, PSG had some injuries, right? They played Dagbert right back. They had Verratti in central midfield uh, that was missing, so they oh, played yeah. like you know players that. They and Marquinhos ended up getting played too. Marquinhos got injured. Who was honestly having one of the best centre-back performances I've ever seen in the Champions League. Like, if you, I was looking at I was saying to you guys, like, on WhatsApp, and you were like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm behind. But I was like, we were 13 minutes in, and I was like, guys, this guy's made seven blocks and clearances in 17 minutes. <laughs> like, he is going for an all-time Champions League centre-back, uh, you know, performance. And then he scores, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be one for the ages. And he gets injured two minutes later, and I'm like, wow, okay, that could have been, nice like, job. one of the best centre-back performances ever and i don't know if they concede again with him with him on the pitch like he was ridiculous like he was everywhere him and Kempembe were like Kempembe is a decent center back but with marquinhos he's a lot more assured it was a big uh blow to kind of see him go um and then Bayern, obviously they missed their sharpshooters right they missed lewandowski and they missed knabry um chances though I thought Chip Moting was decent. Like he scored a good goal. He he had an amazing header, like in the first five minutes that hit the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, created a lot of chances. I think they buffed out their stats a little bit with some kind of speculative shots, but I still think that PSG, if they wanted it, there could have been like five or six goals in there for them that night. Like genuinely, like three away goals is fantastic. It's crazy, but like the, the amount of space there was, though, man. Like it was, and fair play to Neymar, right? Like he's since he's come back from injuries, looked pretty awful. He got sent off the other day in Liga, and then you know, just goes rid- to show again why it has no correlation towards this competition whatsoever. <laughs> like David, like they're just not. His assist is ridiculous, though, isn't it? Like first time left foot. Like who the hell else? What other player in the world does that with their weak foot? I don't know. You know. It's hard to think then, of it. It's also depressing at the same time because we know yeah. how much we've missed of him over the course of his career on how many times he's been injured. And we yeah. always made a big deal about it. Everyone has. But like you kind of forget why it's a big deal sometimes because mm. it's just a performance in terms of, like that. In terms of talent, like how many are there that have been better? Right? In terms talent of pure wise, there was a, There's only been two players... Well, I I think talent-wise, I think he's on the same level as Cristiano, and maybe like listen, whatever. I'm biased towards Messi. I like he's in that he's in that conversation. Pure talent-wise, one hundred percent. I think he's one of the best ever in terms of talent. Like if you if you you can't really name like 
five, ten players better than him, pure talent wise. Like he is uh, ridiculous. Not that I've seen. No, no, no. Yeah, not, I mean, I if like let, you know, yeah, if Messi or Urzo or I'm trying to think of other good left-footed passes, like make that pass, you're you're like like everyone's on their feet, right? But he makes it with his weak foot, and you're like, what the fuck? I mean, it's such a shame that. I, we say it's such a shame that he's been injured all these years. And then when you look back at his numbers, you're like, he's got some of the craziest stats in the world or in footballing history. But it's just kind of like what could have been like this yeah, guy. But still not enough because it's moments and accomplishments. Yeah. This guy should have been clear of Messi and Ronaldo the last two, three years. But unfortunately, you know, we know what's happened, right? It's weird because it's, it's not of the level that it's completely tarnished his career but it's limited him enough that he doesn't get a ball and door. And he also hasn't won the biggest of prizes yet without being the main guy. When they won at Barcelona and that, and that champions league, he still wasn't the best player right on that team. Yeah. They go and win Copa America in Brazil without him. He was the third best, And which is insane. Cause that's still the best attra- yeah. attacking trio in a season I've seen. Um, it's, it, it, it's it's almost there. But now Mbappe is just so amazing too. And I think we can't really leave him out of this conversation because he's just still showing up for these matches. And it's, and I think there was that extra motivation because having that final finish on a one, nothing um, finish just didn't sit right with them. And again, so, I mean, the three goals, three away goals. I mean, they, they, I'm not saying they have this wrapped up because Brian, Bayern still put in a great performance, but I don't think Bayern scoring that many goals. I I can't see PSG not scoring as well. No, exactly. That's you. And I, I can't I can't mm, see them not scoring. Like at the very worst, they're getting at least one right. But then again, Bayern has to get all those away goals. I don't, yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it. I um, just don't think they're assured enough defensively, Bayern. Like you know, no, they were too shaky. They were too shaky. And Pat, that's within terrible weather conditions that they were giving up that much. Think about yeah. more fair conditions. I they haven't actually had too many clean sheets recently by Munich or this season completely. Bayern, no, no, no. Yeah, I was I was talking I was telling Matt last time when I was saying like they were already prior to last week's match and coming back from the international break, Bayern had already given up three or four more goals in the league than they did all of last year. They've only had nine games. Wow. They've only had eight clean sheets since the beginning of December. They've only had nine clean sheets since late October. So couple that with missing the player that they were missing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, know, it's not I easy. Mean, you know, or the two players, Gnabry as well. Um, I think we should move on um, to that last tie with Chelsea and Porto. Yeah. I mean, this one's wrapped up, isn't it? I mean, there's no way this, this Chelsea team. This is like team. one of those Chelsea vibe seasons. That, is it like the oh god? Don't say driving it. Driving in the chaos uh, of it don't all. Say it. Uh, I mean, uh, house just... money. They have nothing to lose. They have. I know. I know. It gets you upset, but it's just, don't you just get that sense? I know. Though? I get the Madrid feeling as well, though. Where it's like they're going to shit house their way to when when they what was I saying <laughs> on the on the podcast like three four weeks ago when they lost to the Division Three side. Yeah, was it something yeah. like I was like, that's you know, that's the cue, isn't Division it? Three, so <laughs> Del yeah, that's the cue. That's the cue. It, but it like... was either that or this whole season completely spirals out of control. But just giving who they have as the core, they're not just not going to allow that to happen. Yeah. I mean, uh, the mentality is another level, isn't it? But like Chelsea, Mason Mount is looking like a player now, man. Like this is a guy who's going to be Chelsea's player of the year. 
And if you consider oh, it's not even a discussion. Yeah, I mean, but if you consider that this is a team that brought in Thiago Silva, Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, Christian Pulisic is having his second season, like, it's not even close. Like, there Ziyech is no is one. Far, far, far out of favor Ziyech, well. forgot about him, but like, there is no one that's even close to Mason Mount at Chelsea right now. And, um, no. and I think would, would he's think a testament to the, the, the hard work he's he's done. He's clearly a man, uh, a coach's dream. I think we've had Harry on here say that before. Like, <laughs> he plays where you want him to. Like, every coach that's had him, Frank, like, everyone joked about Frank Lampard and, uh, and Gareth Southgate him being related to them, right? Because they picked him mm-hmm. all the time. No matter how badly he played or well he played, he was picked. Thomas Tuchel's come in and he's actually played better under Thomas Tuchel than he has under any manager. And Thomas Tuchel's just said the same thing. He's like, this guy's amazing to work with. He does whatever you say and he does it amazingly. And then he comes up with clutch goals. Like he is part of like a young England crop that is, uh, again, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but very exciting. Yeah, no. Well, no, you're not going to know yourself. Exciting is a fair word. You're not saying favors for the Euros, which they still are. Which uh, we are. A lot of you places. Know, come on. It's, hey, I mean, take it. Take it when you can. Um, yeah, no, I think he's just consistently proving everybody wrong at, at a lot of turns um, because I think everyone keeps on waiting for that drop off where he has like a little bit rough patch of form. And he's just not doing that. If he has a poor performance, sure, maybe. But it's not a consistent down period that he's having. And I think, again, he's just taking advantage of his opportunities. Other players not stepping up to play well. And he's doing great with that. And, you know, they're like complete team performances from Chelsea. I don't think anyone's been absolutely outstanding outside of him, right? I think you're just getting really, really solid performances all over the pitch. Mendy is just doing enough where he's not making a ton of mistakes, but he hasn't been like a top five keeper. Right. Um, mm. I think Thiago Silva has just made them feel a lot more calm at the back. 100%, I think yeah. their fullbacks put in good performances, but again, it's nothing amazing. They're just not, it's just, it's just weird vibes around. I do. They just, there's a new hero every week, <laughs> whenever, you know what I mean? And there's just, there's something about it. I don't it think really, they end up beating Real Silva. Madrid. I don't think Alonso. they'd be Real Madrid, but would you be? Sh- I would. I don't think they'd be Real Madrid, but I don't think they get. I wouldn't be shocked if they got to the. final. I wouldn't be I'll shocked that. if they got to the final at all. Who would you? I mean, Tuchel versus PSG would be a hell of a storyline. That would yeah, be a great. It story would be from too. the footballing gods. Thank you. Yeah, well, u't uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens, but I'm I'm looking forward to that. The pitch. I just don't. Final. I don't yeah, want the okay. semi-final to be better than the final, which is yeah. probably a good chance. I think there's a good chance that PSG versus uh, City, if that ends up being the tie, um, be a, is end up being better than the final itself. But again, that's what we get with that bracket, right? Um, yeah. So before we move on, we got to let you guys know that this podcast is brought to you in affiliation with So Rare, the global blockchain fantasy game. So Rare is a fantasy game of soccer or football. You know, we have a split demographic amongst our listeners where players buy, sell, and trade and manage a virtual team with digital player cards. If you use our link and buy five new cards from the primary market, both individual cards and bundles, you get one free card. So head on over to the link that we have within the podcast. Um, it's always replied to the tweet whenever Matt tweets it out. Um, so, yeah, uh, Pet, how have you been doing in the market with So Rare recently? I might win some cards this, this game week but it's going to depend on buying Leverkusen and whether or not a couple of their players do well. So let's see. Eyes, eyes peeled. It's, it's, cra- it's, it's crazy how, how much determines a lot of 
a lot of things because I, I told you the the market's been booming over here with baseballs had its resurgence because baseball was the big it's always been baseball cards over here yeah yeah, yeah the 1910s or so um with cigarette companies well, did you see that them. thing tops are gonna release nft baseball cards yeah everyone's in on the nfts now nfts is it's not even the future anymore i think it's just silly to kind of say that now it's if that present. makes sense it's just it's just the presence um, mm. And now when the biggest sport in the world's involved in it, and now traditionally the most popular card um, trading sport is in that space, I think that there's no looking back. Why has baseball been like the... the they were the first one. ones to do it. And baseball okay. baseball's just romanticized in America because it stretches over... It's the one sport that has stretched over the course of... 20th century history okay and even dating back into the 19th century as well it's just had there's so many historical points and periods it's marked the great depression uh both world wars there's a lot of you know myth mythology to it you know babe ruth stories represents the american dream it does because baseball players back then when they initially started were just regular citizens it wasn't celebrities at that point babe ruth kind of spread that but again with the cigarette companies um the onus with a little bit of history right there the onus wagner card i don't know if you have to have known about the onus no, wagner card sorry, man. no so onus wagner is like the most famous baseball card and uh, most iconic one ever and there's only a few of them in the world and what happened was cigarette companies to try and get younger kids to smoke cigarettes would have baseball cards within them because baseball <laughs> was the most popular sport. So they would have baseball cards attached with these cigarettes. And the company ended up going bankrupt and it ceased to exist to this day, but they would come out with the cards. But Onus Wagner was not a fan of it. So he, he, he was against it and they stopped making the cards as a whole, but they were so rare and he was one of the best, pun intended, um, one of the <laughs> best players at the time that it was so coveted and it, and it still sells for like now, I think the most recent time it sells, it was in the seven figures in terms of wow. uh, sales. So just, you can imagine that. And there's such a finite amount of them um, as well. So yeah, the card space is absolutely amazing. And um, yeah, so it's really not uh, difficult to see why this is going to be booming. So come boom with us, use our link, get into that. So a little well, bit. Well, there you have it. No pet, love it. Another um, history lesson from Martina Pichu. Yes. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're talking Ballon d'Or before. Jesse Lingard? Is he I think he's the best player in the world at the moment. On form? I mean, the guy is like just fucking tearing it up. Doesn't matter who he plays, he's going to score. It's crazy. West Ham in the Champions League as of today. Oh, man. My housemate's a. Where is fan. this? Where is this in terms of accomplishments, Pat? If this were to go down. <laughs> I think it's it's not as it's, high up there as less it's it's, it's way it's way more of an accomplishment than when Spurs first made it into the top 4 like way way harder Oh 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 that's not even the discussion yeah I think it's hmm uh i don't know it's tough to say i think it ranks pretty highly i think if you consider the first five games of the season 
lot of people, including my housemate, wanted West Ham to uh, sack Fold. David Moyes. <laughs> they wanted them to fall, but also like wanted to sack David Moyes. And since then, they've just been unreal. Like you're talking about a team who, you know, have won 16 games this season in the Premier League, and only three teams have done better. Right? Leicester have won 17. United have won 18. City have won 23. Like they are the fourth best team in the league at the moment. And also what they've done with that Leicester result is pulled them into the top four battle because Leicester before were like, you know, third and away. Um, Mm. Man United are now second and away, like no one's catching them. But Leicester now, like, you know, there's only, there's only nine points between Leicester and Everton, right? Between third and eighth. So Everton still have to make up a few matches, correct? And they've got too much spare. So like, you know, Leicester could get sucked back into it, right? And I think they're already sucked back into it. You know, if if Chelsea win their next game and Leicester don't, you're looking at potentially like Chelsea and Liverpool could get in there ahead of Leicester and West Ham. And I think that top four race is getting really interesting. I think Spurs... Yeah, I, I think Spurs are probably counted themselves out now after that defeat. Spurs are, I think. Spurs are done. Spurs are yeah, done. I think, I think that's it's that for them. Like Santangelo saying, carbohydrate cup or nothing. <laughs> it's, I mean, no, seriously. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's so bad, Pat. Like, that's... I mean, that'll it be was... safe for another day for... That's because yeah. there's a lot to unpack with that, but I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, it's just really bad from them. Like, I... I don't know. It's uh... Harry Kane forced to sale. Does he? He, I th- I think he should. I think he should he, say he get can't. me the hell out of here. How you're you're in contract. You're under contract long term. Nobody you... can really pay for him, and no one wants to, right? Who's going to pay 180 million for a 27, 28 year old with yeah. bad ankles? Right? Like he's the the top three striker in the world, right? Like him and Lewandowski are the best, and Benzema probably. But yeah, like. Would you would you pay, like you know, if you paid 150 million for Kane, would you pay 90 million for Lewandowski? I wouldn't. Like that's what you're asking, basically. Yeah. Like the reason why Mbappe went for the Mbappe money was because he yeah, was 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why Haaland would go for the Haaland money is because he's 20. Like people just don't really get that. That like Man U, for right example, if they've got the choice of Kane and Sancho, it's no discussion. If they've got the choice of Harland and Sancho and, and Kane, there's no discussion. Like people aren't buying stupidly anymore, right? Man City are not going to spend 180 million on Kane. Like there's no way. And we're talking about like the thing about an older player like that as well is this is going to be Kane's last biggest contract, right? Mm, yeah. And he's going to have to be paid 300, 400 pounds, thousand pounds a week. So you're saying, are we going to pay 150 million pounds and then the what 30 million a year or 20 million a year? Like it's just. Mm. It's so much money for a guy that you can't guarantee being healthy. I I I think he's just he just deserves a trophy, and they don't offer him that, unfortunately. And it's probably going to be too late by the time he gets like a real opportunity elsewhere to eventually leave. But again, he can't say no to the contract extension, right? It's just in he's in a rock and a hard place, in between a rock and a hard place. He just he can't do too much. But anyways. so who who is finishing top four? If we got we got the two the two Manchester clubs are pretty much a lock for that. I think Chelsea eventually get into the top four. Um, West Ham make it. Leicester, uh, Liverpool. So yeah, I want I'm rooting for West Ham. I don't think like there's not there's no other reason to. 
in my opinion. Well, from a neutral size. I know obviously you're you got your Arsenal's not gonna make it. Oh, it's so hard to pick, man. I think West Ham are gonna make it. I think they are. They have the and... least amount of pressure out of all yeah. those teams, too. Yeah. Let's see though. I'm really excited to see the running for top four. Uh, I hope I hope they do end up getting this. So West Ham is surging, and there's probably not a club in worse form that was in great form for most of the season than Atletico Madrid. Pet, this is this is this has all sorts of implications on it um, with what's happening with Atletico. We, I said it myself a few weeks ago. There isn't really much to discuss in terms of La Liga because Atletico had this wrapped up. Since then, they have Bottled fallen it. so far in so many competitions. The Champions League bow out was just, I thought they were disgraceful. Uh, credit to Chelsea, don't get me wrong. It's been a disaster. Shao Felix again getting hurt with his ankles. I mean, it's just it's just a mess with him, uh, despite his talent and him even showing brilliant flashes. Pat, they're not winning this league. They, I think this is like I if they somehow get into control of this over the next few weeks or match days, and I believe there was the injury to Suarez as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. I I mean, Pat, this is such a mess. I mean I mean, this should have been wrapped up. Like if you go into that Madrid Barcelona fixture, like seven or eight points clear. <sighs> I mean, it's your title, isn't it? Then you only have one competitor left because the other will be like 10 points behind you. And right now, the run-ins on, you know, oh, I'm trying to look at, we, we did this before, didn't, I? didn't we, last time I was on the show? Like, if you look at Atletico's fixtures, you've got Ibar, Huesca, Athletic, Bilbao, Elche, but then you've got Barcelona and Sociedad. Mm. And then you've got Osasuna Valadid. Valadid, sorry. We go on to Barcelona. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> I just want to give, you know, the, the, the exact... Then I'll pull up Real Madrid. Barcelona have got... They've got the Copa del Rey final against Atletico Bilbao. They've got Hetafe. They've got Villarreal. Granada. Valencia. Atletico Madrid. So, like, you're talking about... Six pretty decent teams there. Atletico Bilbao in the cup final. Hetafe aren't awful. Villarreal are decent. Granada are in the Europa League quarterfinals. Uh, you know, they are going to probably go out to United. Valencia. And then Atletico Madrid. And then they, you finish it off with Levante, Celta Vigo and Ibar, which you expect them to win. Real Madrid. Fixtures. Yeah, they, they were have. in. they have a couple of decent sides to face, but... They've got Hatafe, Cadiz, Betis, Osasuna, Sevilla, Granada, Atletico Bilbao, and then Villarreal. What's the common denominator? Barcelona play Atletico Madrid. So if you're Real Madrid, you're looking at this like, well, if we beat Hatafe, Cadiz, Real Betis, Osasuna in the next four, which you'd expect them to do, right? You then have a big game against Sevilla. Granada and Atletico Bilbao and Villarreal. Those last four will be tough, but you'd probably rather play those four than have a one-off against Barcelona or Atletico Madrid. So I think the balls in Real Madrid's... Like, if I had to guess one, two, and three, I'd go Real Madrid, Atletico, Barca. 
but it could be either three. Uh, but I do think Real Madrid have made themselves favorite now with that running. And the the thing about the Atletico with Sociedad and Barcelona, it's on May 9th and May 12th. They don't have much preparation in between those, <sighs> both of those matches. So it's a short turnaround for them. Uh, and considering the way they play under Simeone, it doesn't bode well for them. I just, I'm just looking bigger picture here too with them. If they bottle this, Pat, I just, I think there's a lot for them to look inwards towards um, because spent a lot of money and they had a very poor year in terms of competing for that title last year, right? Considering all those moves, there's always the angle of, there's a lot of turnover in terms of players getting integrated into the squad. So it takes a while for clubs to get in form like that. But again, when you have this year where everyone's supposed to be a lot better, the Suarez signing was great. Bow out of the champions league. You free fall in this um, Real Madrid having their issues, Barcelona having all sorts of issue issues that have been well-documented and there are only a point behind you, both of these clubs. Well, and Barca's two points, excuse me. It's really inexcusable. It's really inexcusable. And this kind of puts, it sheds a light on Diego Simeone, not only with the amount of money that he makes. Is his voice getting tired within a club? You know, like it kind of, he, you kind of get redundant after a while. Um, and I know how much, it's kind of like a program over there. It's not like Real Madrid where if you have a season like this, like say Diego Simeone was the manager at Real Madrid, they have this sort of free fall and they end up losing the title. Diego Simeone's fired from Real Madrid, right? There's no, there's no discussion. He's he's out on his ass. For it's this, be expensive. I know, yeah, expensive you're right. manager in the world. I, did you uh, see, by may... the way? Did you see the other way? Gladbach are paying seven and a half million euros for the untracked Frankfurt manager. Oh, what was his name? Uh, Uber. I'm not even going to attempt it, but I mean, but that's interesting, isn't it? You know, paying for managers. I think that's going to be true. Adi Hutter, sorry, not Hutter. Um, uh, well, 7. what are you saying? I think we're going to start seeing like transfer fees proper for, for managers. I think that's going to be interesting. I mean, there's, anyway, there's back been to the subject. Inter- been, well, no, no, but the NFL, it is sorry to bring it up for comparison. <laughs> they, they trade draft picks for, for coaches and the NBA. They've wow. done it as well. Doc Rivers was traded to the Clippers. <laughs> That's so funny. No, it is. It's true though. And because it's, but if you think about it, pet, because there's that compass compensation of firing a manager, they're still on your payroll. It binds a lot of clubs. It, it makes a lot of instances difficult. Like Juve is going to be in a difficult spot then because they still have Saudi uh, with Allegri as well that they're still paying for. And Spalletti at Inter is another instance. Um, yeah. I mean, can you imagine that then who who would be the most expensive manager on a transfer now like the hottest name on the market right now that a club would kind of try and swoop in and pay for i mean someone would try and buy pep for a lot of money probably who though but the, the one team that would do it has him already right <laughs> where's he gonna <laughs> or, go or, he, he, went to, that, he was at Bayern, and the other team that would have him have Pochettino, right so um oh yeah yeah that as well yeah i don't know uh, i just wanted to quickly one like okay so let's say sure. real madrid win the league and then make a really good run in the Champions League. Let's say they get to the semis, mm-hmm. which they probably will do, and maybe even get to the final. Does Zinedine Zidane leave to go to Juventus, Martina? 
That's why I, th- I, th- I, th- I, th- I thought he was going to Juve um, the first time he left. I thought, you know, maybe take a sabbatical for a year and then head on over there because that situation was, the tide was kind of turning. You had the Cristiano Ronaldo transfer as well. You, you had the sense that Max Allegri wasn't going to be there for much longer, right? They lost two Champions League finals. Um, they keep winning the league, right? It's just same objective after same objective. But then the Saudi hire didn't make much sense. And now the Pirlo one. My question is this. Listen, I think Zidane would go to Juve. But I think Juve put themselves in this bind uh, in general. I don't think they're going to mix top four, Pat. But there's... You can't fully trust them to make top four with their form. I think they're eventually just going to do it because it's Juve and it would be stunning. I think it would be the most stunning thing to happen in, in the top five leagues this year. Outside of right, right on par with West Ham. Like it's making Champions League. Juve winning the league for nine straight years, Pat, and not making Champions League with one of the greatest players of all time. It's insanity. Um, yeah. Yeah, but again, yeah. it's just, it's... It's what they have. You you see, you see. I don't know if you saw over the weekend. They end up winning. I think we sent it in the WhatsApp. They end up winning three to one. Cristiano Ronaldo still takes his shirt off and and tosses it. In <laughs> upset. That, yeah. You won three to one. You're keeping pace with top four, and you're you're getting mad. What do you? What is there to be mad about? Your team put into performance. You beat a team who you're supposed to be, and it's just there's trouble in paradise, quote unquote, right? Because this Andrea Pirlo thing is just not working out. You, can't, you just yeah. can't do that. I, I do think there are larger things at play. And um, I think Juve went into the season knowing that it wasn't going to be a good one. And they just needed a puppet. So I feel quite bad for Pirlo because he's taken the brunt of basically what has yeah. been years of pretty bad management in terms of transfers. Like I agree. Ramsey, Kadira, Matuidi, blah, 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 blah. Douglas Costa back, blah, blah, blah. Rabiot, blah, blah, blah. Like Cancelo back, for no reason whatsoever. Morata back, getting Danilo instead of Cancelo. Danilo's been good this year, though. But, yeah, he has been good. Yeah. He, hasn't, he hasn't been good. Quadrado's been probably the best player. But uh, Buffon back, you know, was there a need to do that? I don't know how much money he's on. He just um, played against Napoli midweek. Massive fixture, and they're and they're starting him. He had, he had a good match, but it's like, why? Why are we holding on to this? And then you've got centre-backs that are very expensive, you know, Chiellini, Panucci, want a lot of money. Um, and then you've got young your, your young guys that you're supposed to be building around in, like Chiesa futures, Murky. Dybala and Kulisevsky. Like, only one of those guys is performing. And it feels like he's not performing because of the system. He's just going out there and getting it done. Do you know what I mean? Individual like, success, yeah. He is just, like, going out and getting it done and playing out his fucking skin like like he's never played before. A guy like Kulisevsky, a guy like Dybala, you need to build around them. The formation just makes sense. You need to, you no need to give them a platform to succeed, and that's just not happening. But uh, yeah, I think that's going to be the one, man. Like, Real Madrid win the league and they get far in the Champions League. I think Stan says, okay, like, what else can I do here? And then just goes and tries to trade at Juventus and makes them the most boring but successful team in Italy. That's my take. What do they do, though, with Cristiano? I mean, Sedan as an outsider them. looking in i think i think i think it's an absolute must he has to go i just in general i just don't think it's working out in terms of that and but like how, how many times do we do we say that about like and it's not his oh, fault well, well one ronaldo they... but like uh, would you be surprised if Sedan went to juventus and ronaldo scored like a gajillion goals i wouldn't like i mean he's already doing that i yeah. just think it's about team accomplishments 
and with what they but need like, to but like is ronaldo is ronaldo the first and foremost issue when ramsey's also on 300,000 no, pounds no 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 that's what that's what i'm when saying when rabio's on 300,000 pounds a week like, but, i think it's just i don't know but they have so many issues at this point that how much longer is it worth holding on to him for i don't think he's leaving this summer with everything no no i think he'll be there for the next until until the contract expires or there's one in 2022 sell me is it 2022 2022 i believe he has an extra year but i think they were trying to work on an extension for another year i wouldn't be surprised i was gonna say i wouldn't be surprised to see him there for another they have to sell somebody that they probably wouldn't want to sell for to flip for a profit because who who is that dibala but like he and but like is that someone they don't, don't want to sell I is that don't someone agree. they don't but is that someone uh, they don't want to sell that's what i'm saying like maybe they want to sell it's him tough because he was he was at that party that arthur had where they're breaking <laughs> covid rules where arthur no sorry it was mckenny had it and arthur ended up showing up <laughs> as well for the during covid and it's just like get your shit together man like you're having a down season he scored against napoli it was a great goal he's showing up in matches that you know he's not playing a lot but again, it's a little bit, you know, we talk about how Neymar wasn't able to take these steps, but a lot of it, it was injuries with Neymar. With Paulo Dybala, you would have thought he would have been a top 10 Ballon d'Or vote getter, right? With the way they hype him up and yeah. his talent level. He's just not there. He's not doing it. I think there is a club out there that would say they want to go take a risk and, and acquire him. Um, who, who it is? I have no goddamn idea. Um, That's the thing, right? Like... I know that Spurs can't do it. I don't think they can afford to do it. Is there a scenario in which this pops up? What about Mbappe? Does <laughs> we we can't we can't afford it. Even if we if we even even if we make it to Champions League, there's a there's a lot going in with the Tamori I mean, the Tamori deal. That what about Romagnoli the goes the other way and someone else? Romagnoli goes the other way. I don't think they want that because Romagnoli just in, in his form, why the fuck would you want him when there's Paolo Dybala there? You're taking on a player that Milan probably are bullish on keeping, right? Uh, we there's can have this timer. conversation go a little bit longer because this is interesting. Paolo Dybala goes to Milan. Like, can you imagine what that does for them and us? I mean, that yeah. just that just guarantees a Champions League spot for them. But like, Dybala needs to be the focal point of a team. He does. Like, I look at that. I. I know it's a crazy comparison, but look at Jesse Lingard, right? Bit mm-hmm. part of Man United. You make him the focal point, and he's a he's a stud, right? And I think there's something with Jesse Lingard where he hasn't played football for like a year, so everyone's tired, and he's come in and just been like. Sure. Fresh you know, legs. I'm not tired, fresh legs. But still, I think Debarda, same thing, right? Like he needs to be the focal point. Uh, like when Ozil left Real Madrid to go to Arsenal to become the focal point because Gareth Bale came in. Like wasn't as successful, but you... The two top clubs in the Premier League don't need him, right? Yeah, but like I, I'm struggling to... be able to afford. No, and we wouldn't want him either. Um, hmm. Like... Uh, PSG, no. Nope. And I was just, I was just gonna say. So before, before you mentioned Milan, I was saying, if Mbappe goes to Real Madrid, say that's like not completely out of the realm of possibility. Say he goes up over there, I think, I think PSG go to swoop in and go get Paulo Dybala. What about mm-hmm. if Messi leaves Barca? Oh, so Barcelona come in for him? You're saying, yeah, maybe. I think, I, I think, I think if he lives. 
I first I you know what Pat I have no fucking clue what's good with this <laughs> Barcelona scenario. How can they be in talks for Erling Holland when we see they're nearly a billion dollars in debt? How is I that possible? How, how is that how possible? Someone really is lying or someone's cheating or both. That's not possible. You can't that cannot be allowed. That just straight up cannot be allowed. Then because again, at that point, Arsenal shouldn't abide by the rules. Spurs shouldn't abide by the rules. Everyone who's had to restrict their finances for FFP reasons shouldn't abide by the rules. Then, I, I, th- I like because it's ridiculous. Because if these reports are true, coming out from reliable places, and there's a reason why Barcelona aren't able to do a lot of the things that they want to do, and and there's a reason for a presidential change on top of their moves in the transfer market being absolutely terrible, like it shouldn't be allowed. But say say the finances are fine. I think they should make a move for that. I just think he is too good of a player that he should be at a top club where uh, Champions League, where he should, at least if he's not the best player on the team, he should be one of the three best players. And it's in a formation that favors him. Because ever since Ronaldo has has arrived to Juve, they haven't had that correct formation that benefits the both of them. When Sarri came in with his formation, it did not work out. This year is a fucking disaster. I thought... I thought Allegri's year, it was good. But again, there was a lot of rifts between him, management, and the players. So it was short-lived. But Pet, I mean, I guess we have to go with our gut feeling here. I think PSG. I think PSG. I, I, it just makes the most sense. Um, or yeah. even fucking Bayern, man. I mean, can Let's we see. ever really rule them out <laughs> for no. that? This no. is right in their wheelhouse, right? Good age, more reliable and better track record than Coutinho. And they've done this with these. They've done Hammers and Coutinho, right? yeah. Exactly. And this one makes the most sense, right? Because if Juve is willing to get rid of them, they're in a worse financial position. Barca was only able, with his wages, they were just so astronomical with Coutinho, right? That they, could, they had to take him back. And it just really felt like to me, Real Madrid just didn't want to help out um, Hamas Rodriguez for whatever reason. They just kept trying mm. to hold on to him and not giving him the moves of his desire. Um, so, yeah, I think I think PSG and Bayern would be at the top of the list. I just – what other club is going to be involving players in a deal like that? I just I just don't think Juve would want to do that with Romagnoli. There's something about – there's just – he's not good enough. You know what I mean? To make it a fair trade. And then that opens up another hole for Milan with the center backs. I just well, crazy. that's for another episode, isn't it? Has to be. Yeah, great question though. You have me thinking now. Um, well, that started yeah. with Zidane going to Juventus. I don't know how we ended up with Dybala, but there we are. I hope people enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure they uh, have because we got our fix of Serie football. Um, yeah. So you're soaring with your followers now. I see. By the way, as we Ooh, have you on your social media. You're at 1150 or something like that. 1190. 1190. Wow. Look at that. 1200 uh... now. It's coming. Um, <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah. Let everyone know you've been, you've been granted spaces by the Twitter gods. So fun, isn't it? At Pet Berisha, at P-E-T-B-E-R-I-S-H-A. We'll do some big, big game coverage on Twitter spaces on my account and obviously on the podcast. And then also uh, doing some Arsenal stuff as well with Fresh Arsenal. So after every Arsenal game, we're going live on spaces. Are you guys getting out of lockdown now? Is that what I'm seeing on Twitter? What's that? Sorry, are you guys getting out of lockdown now? Is that what's happening? It's today, no. man. Today, today is the oh. day pubs open. Oh my god! 
<laughs> what are the restrictions? Uh, six people, and you have to be outside. Interesting. Good thing. Good thing. Uh, the UK is fantastic weather for that. Um, yeah, it's so so, so warm right now. Ten degrees. <laughs> there we go. Um, you guys can go follow Matt at Matt underscore Santangelo. Check he's out all of his work. We say that, but he's a little stagnant. He's, uh, he wants to get to 10K by the end of the year. I think he's got a great shot at it. Um, yeah, he's definitely especially getting with, there, with the with the Euros and everything. Uh, you can follow me at Martino Pucci on Twitter. Um, I think I'll have, be having another Champions League um, article coming out for the Athletic. We'll see. We'll see what they allow me. Tune in next week. Hopefully, we do get the special guest um, that I'm talking with. I have to get back to him. Uh, right after the show actually uh, (laughs) to discuss that so that should be exciting other than that listen to some walking